Wait a minute. An episode written by comics legend Len Wein and actual good Star Trek book writer Diane Duane? I've heard of both of these people. I like both of these people. Do I like this episode? I can't remember. Wait, I do! I know which one this is. I love this episode. So we open with someone who isn't Daniel, so they're already on my good side. And it's batshit insane Galvatron. Even better. The Decepticons are looking for something called Isotrite. The stuff's so important that they actually let Ratbat, whom we haven't even seen since the movie, out of Soundwave's chest cavity. Ratbat's just a slightly lamer version of Laserbeak, but I have no real objection to him here. The Marvel Comics version, on the other hand, actually became leader of the Decepticons for a while, and actually had a plan called the Car Wash of Doom. Man, those comics were horrible. Anyway. Ratbat has found a deposit of Isotrite and something else. Um, you feeling alright there, Soundwave? You sound a little... terrible. No time for that, though. There's a camp of Autobots here. So naturally, a fight happens. And Galvatron's more batshit than ever. Fighting Galvatron, please! We must use strategy! Strategy is As Perceptor points out, Galvatron actually ends up doing most of the Autobots' work in this fight, wildly attacking his own guys for no good reason. Now here's where the cool part comes in. After only a few weeks of having Galvatron as a horrible leader with horrible plans, Cyclonus realizes they need to do something about it. Bear in mind, the Autobots had a horrible leader for 9 million years, and as far as we know, nobody ever thought to step in and improve the situation. This is why I like Season 3, and the Decepticons, best of all. While Cyclonus is mulling things over, a glowing Quintesson appears before him and tells him about some kind of asylum planet that can treat Galvatron. I guess it was a hologram. Or maybe it just vanished. I don't know. There's some particularly bad animation happening here, so it's hard to say. Oh, and of course it was a trap. When is it not a trap when those guys are involved? But Cyclonus seems genuinely concerned for Galvatron, and actually goes through with tricking him into going to the Asylum Planet. Galvatron is understandably pissed, and Cyclonus, to his credit, seems a bit uneasy about it all. The planet is full of all sorts of fucked up aliens, and I have to say, this show has often attempted to give us bizarre aliens and it usually fails, but there are some particularly awesome specimens here. I have no head. I have no head. I have no head. The guy in charge manages to neutralize him, and, in a nice bit of actual continuity, he explains that Galvatron's insanity is the result of a plasma overload, which we actually saw happen in a previous episode. There's a fun little bit as Cyclonus deals with the bureaucracy of this planet, explaining that Galvatron is not under warranty, paying the bill, and so on. You know, logically, he should be an evil bastard and just shoot the guy, but it's funnier this way. The first step of the treatment is psychotherapy. Say whatever comes to mind. Kill. Smash. Destroy. Uh, yes. Go on. Rend. Mangle. Destroy. Next is arts and crafts therapy, where he somehow manages to build a gun. Then they put him in group therapy, where he threatens to kill everyone in the group. You seeing a pattern emerge here yet? Finally, they decide that he's beyond conventional methods of care and move forward with the most radical therapy. Lobotomy by giant insects. Well, obviously. This process involves interaction with the core of the actual planet, which is alive. And now, the very best part of all. Galvatron's insanity is so powerful, it actually destroys the planet. That's right, he's been tied up this entire episode, and he still destroys a world with the power of his rage! And he gets out of the thing more Galvatron than ever. And that, my friends, is why I love him. 